0: Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 21st of April. And we start with the major breaking news out of the US this morning. And former police officer Derek Chauvin has been found guilty on all three charges of murdering George Floyd. The verdict was handed down just moments ago with crowds cheering outside the courthouse. Here is Nine's US correspondent, Alison Petrovsky.
1: Beautiful, emotional scenes. Uh, people are celebrating this is justice for George Floyd's family and also potentially an historic turning point for a country that
0: has been so divided. Derek Chauvin was accused of kneeling on Mr Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds Despite his pleas, he could not breathe. He had pleaded not guilty, and Mr Chauvin is expected to be sentenced next month. Also making news this morning, authorities say travel between Australia and New Zealand will continue, despite a positive case of COVID throwing the trans-Tasman bubble into chaos. The New Zealand airport worker, who is fully vaccinated, was cleaning planes that had carried returned travellers from high-risk COVID countries. But New Zealand health officials are confident the case had no connection to Australians arriving in the country. Here is our Federal Health Minister, Greg Hunt.
1: That worker has been working in the, uh, the hot zones, uh, receiving planes from uh, uh, those areas overseas which have uh, higher caseloads. And they're onto this. We have full confidence in New Zealand's system. We've seen them deal with the inevitable outbreaks.
0: Meantime, the country's new vaccine operations commander is confident that Australia is ready to speed up its COVID vaccination rollout. Navy Commodore Eric Young, who has recently been appointed to the top job, will oversee the supply and distribution of vaccines in Australia. National Cabinet will meet again tomorrow after agreeing in principle to fast-track the program for Australians aged between 50 and 70 who will get the AstraZeneca jab. The Navy Commodore says the rollout may be expanded, but the focus remains on protecting our most vulnerable against the virus.
2: Each of the phases were designed to be operating in parallel, so there's a balance here to make sure that we Uh, are enabling GPs and clinics and other sites the freedom to be able to increase uh, allocations to those doses uh, as and when they're required.
0: Overseas now and in more breaking news this morning, the European Medicines Agency has found a possible link between the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine and rare blood clots. Here is Dr Sabine Strauss from the EMA Safety Committee. The reported cases occurred mostly in women under 60 years And within the first three weeks after the vaccination, a fatal outcome has been reported. But the EMA has concluded the overall benefits of the vaccine still outweigh the risks of possible side effects. It will continue to monitor cases and the vaccine will now include the updated warning about the rare side effects. And a controversial education video to explain sexual consent to children in schools has now been removed. The video that used milkshakes and tacos as metaphors for disrespectful relationships was part of a $3.8 million federal government online campaign called Respect Matters. It had been slammed by many experts with the ad labelled as bizarre, confusing and a complete waste of taxpayers' money. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Wednesday morning – to Queensland firstly and police have charged a man with the murder of his ex-partner on the Gold Coast. Our reporter Rob McLeod has the details from the Gold Coast.
1: Thanks Tash. Gold Coast detectives have charged a 34-year-old man overnight with murder and with breaching a domestic violence order. The man is currently under police guard in the Royal Brisbane Hospital. He's in a serious condition with burns to his hands and airways. The body of 27-year-old mother of three, Kelly Wilkinson, was found in the backyard of her Arundel home yesterday morning. There were significant burn injuries to her body. Kelly's three children, all under the age of nine, were at home at the time of the alleged attack. They've now been taken into care. Their local school is offering counselling to students and parents. The charges will be mentioned in Southport Magistrates Court today.
0: To Victoria Now, and event organisers in Melbourne have given war veterans extra time to decide if they'd like to take part in Sunday's Anzac Day Parade. Our reporter James Lake has more from Melbourne.
2: Tash veterans have now been given until midday on Saturday to register to take part in Melbourne's Anzac Day Parade on the Sunday. The original deadline was midday on Tuesday this week, but by the cut-off, less than 1,500 people had signed up to take part. Capacity at the march this year has been capped at 5,500 for COVID reasons. Organisers say they had also factored in extra capacity just so that anyone who hadn't registered but still showed up on the day wouldn't have to be turned away. In another show of support, veterans and war widows, as well as service members, scouts, guides and any school students will be able to travel for free on public transport on Saturday, Anzac Day and Monday, to attend commemorations as long as they are wearing their uniform or medals.
0: Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Scott Phillips from the Motley Fool. Good morning, Scott. Latitude Financial, finally listed on the Australian Stock Exchange yesterday.
2: Tash, good morning. That's right. Latitude is not exactly a household name, but it is the third largest unsecured consumer lender, if you can believe that. If you've shopped at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi Apple, you've probably been offered a Latitude, one of those, you know, no interest ever type products. Uh, $2.7 billion listing. They've tried twice before and it hasn't quite worked out, but I guess we've to some degree put the financial woes of the global pandemic behind us and Latitude finally hitting the boards, about a 4% gain on the day, so not spectacular, but something for those who held the shares into the listing and uh, Ahmed Fahur, the ex-NAB CEO, gets his listing finally.
0: Wow, and now one finance company arrives, could another be leaving as Afterpay considers a US listing?
2: And that is the risk, isn't it? Look, this is fascinating I mean, Latitude Financial, $2.7 billion. Afterpay, believe it or not, $36 billion market valuation, so more than 10 mm. times the size. And this business has confirmed it is looking at a potential U.S. listing. The thought there is there's simply more money being thrown around in U.S. markets and Afterpay might get more opportunity either to be valued more highly or just to raise more capital if it needs to for growth on the U.S. markets. Of course, Atlassian, the Australian success story, never listed here, went straight to the U.S. markets after looking to copy something of that. Hopefully, after they will at least stay on the Australian market in some form or another, there's a very good chance we'll get what they call a secondary listing here. So they'll replace their current shares with basically a, an interest in the U.S. business. A little bit more complicated, not too much. But yeah, another success story going overseas, unfortunately, uh, following the trend of Atlassian and others.
0: And, Scott, we love great news, some good news for shareholders and, of course, the federal budget as iron ore hits a 10-year high.
2: And, again, (laughs) we're talking about being the the lucky country and we know that Mm. we're supposed to be ironic at the time. At the moment, our major export, iron ore, the price is just going through the roof Currently, over 180 US dollars a tonne for iron ore, which is a lot. But think about the fact that BHP, Rio and the like, Fortescue, get it out of the ground for less than $20 a tonne. Gosh. That's the best part of a 90% margin. That's the sort of stuff that software companies like us, dream of. Um, a remarkably high price. I don't think it can stay there forever. But while it does, as I said, good for shareholders, good for the budget, it is really good news, I think, across the board. And we'll take it, given the circumstances we've been in recently.
0: And in yet another story of what some may say, what pandemic, uh, it seems that the average super fund could possibly be on track to deliver double-digit gains this financial year.
2: Yeah, you're right, what pandemic, that's spot on. Uh, this, I mean, this is the story, right? We, of course, I uh, yeah, shouldn't be too flippant about it. Uh, we know people are still going through grief, there's still health issues, and of course around the rest of the world, still lockdowns and other things, but it looks like the recovery of the share market, the growth in property prices, it may well be, believe it or not, the current financial year, 2021 could actually be more than 10% gains for the average super fund. If you'd said that four months ago, someone would have told you you were dreaming. It turns out, I mean, look, still three months to go. Anything can happen, of course. Uh, But given the success of another 3% gain in the first quarter of this calendar year, so January through March, if that does continue, the trajectory is looking pretty good, we may all be a little bit richer, maybe 10% or so richer in our super funds come the end of the financial year.
0: Certainly, you're right. Anything is possible and it's a roller coaster ride. (laughs) Scott, thanks so much.
2: It is indeed. Thanks, Sash.
0: Fortnite now with Brett Thomas and Brett a big night at the NRL judiciary with mixed results for three big stars of the game
1: Yeah let's start with a South Sydney star Luttrell Mitchell uh, hoping to downgrade a dangerous contact charge. He could have accepted a three week ban. He was unsuccessful so that now goes to four games pretty much wiping out his Dele M hopes his teammate Tom Burgess believes that the findings of the match review committee are inconsistent. There's a few incidences where you know the players have gone in and, and not been charged uh, where the you know literally made contact with his head at all. Now, uh, Panthers centre Paul Momorowski also didn't have much luck copping three weeks for dangerous contact. Roosters lock Victor Radley, the only player to get off last night. He's free to play against the Dragons on Anzac Day on Sunday. He successfully downgraded a careless high tackle charge. Now, the NRL's halfback merry-go-round has begun uh, swinging Tash. The Cowboys are closing in on Sharks playmaker Chad Townsend. They've also offered Broncos uh, halfback Tom Dearden a big money deal, three years, a million bucks they reckon. Uh, league legend Mark Guy says he doesn't understand why they would want both players in North Queensland.
2: Because they're very similar. They're both small bodies, both very hard to hide in a defensive line. You need a big running 5'8". It's a prototype going
1: forward. And of course uh, South's in a standoff with their skipper Adam Reynolds over a new deal. He's been linked with the Sharks and, and uh, the Broncos. So it could be a few halfbacks switching clubs come the end of the season.
0: Massive night at the NRL judiciary, Brett, and also in the AFL, Collingwood has copped a massive fine for a mobile phone gaffe during the loss to West Coast.
1: Yes, they'll have to shell out $20,000. That is the fine that the AFL handed down late yesterday. Jeremy Howe and Jordan Dugowie both ruled out of the Eagles game uh, injured. They came off the ground, but the match was still going. Now, normally mobile phones are locked away in a special box. For some reason, this box was unlocked. They picked up their phones thinking it was okay to use because they were taking no further part in the game. They breached AFL rules, and so their club has to pay the price. This won't be counted in the Magpies football department cap, unlike last year when the club copped a massive fine for a COVID breach. That was when their coach Nathan Buckley was caught playing tennis with Alicia Mollick over in WA so that came out of their soft football department cap. This won't. Now last night in the AFLW some history was made. We had joint winners crowned of the best and fairest awards so their version of the Brownlow medal. Magpie skipper Brianna Davey and Docker star Kiara Bowers sharing the spoils last night and Davey says she's honoured to claim the medal alongside the Docker superstar.
0: You've been an absolute beast
1: of the competition and to to be honest I, th- I thought you were going to take it out so well done mate and I'm glad you have that medal around your neck um, you really deserve it. So two players polling 15 votes on the AFLW's night of nights last night Tash.
0: And Britt some major breaking news coming out of the UK this morning regarding this controversial European Super League.
1: Yeah, it's proved very unpopular with most, hasn't it? Chelsea and Manchester City are now preparing to withdraw from that European Super League, which is to rival the Champions League, pretty much replace it. Now, this comes just two days after uh, Chelsea and Man City were announced as two of the six English clubs to sign up to that breakaway comp. It's been widely criticised and continues to be by uh, fans. We saw Chelsea fans protesting at Stamford Bridge in London. Uh, Former players, politicians, and as we mentioned yesterday, even Royals like Prince William aren't too happy with it. So, with two clubs gone, um, maybe this competition won't even start. <laughs> we'll Some have to wait and see what happens.
0: Incredible developments breaking right now. Brett, thank you so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now. This Wednesday morning, a beautiful day on the way today for Brisbane, sunny and thirty-one. Mostly sunny for Sydney, top of twenty-two. Partly cloudy and fifteen for Melbourne today. Mostly sunny and seventeen for Canberra. Partly cloudy conditions for Hobart, top of 15 on the way. Possible late shower for Adelaide and 18 degrees. A beautiful day for Perth today, sunny and 26. And partly cloudy conditions and a top of 33 for Darwin. And police in Adelaide are still searching for a missing Big Bird outfit. The character's costume, which is worth a staggering $160,000, was stolen from the Sesame Street Circus Spectacular sometime between 4.30pm last Sunday and 9.30am on Monday morning. A trail of feathers was found on a nearby road and here is the South Australian Premier, Stephen Marshall.
2: We are hunting high and low at the moment for the Big Bird costume. No sign of the Big Bird costume. We are not going to rest until we get that back.
0: Maybe it's in Sesame Street. Anyone who sees the 213 centimeter costume is being urged to call Crime Stoppers. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch our latest episode and be across all the breaking news and hot topics as they happen in our brand-new talk show, Australia Today with Steve Price, by heading to listener.com or downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listen